Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of consignment chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 93 of Consignment Chats. Libby, how you doing? Great. I always love the days we get to chat with our reseller community, our fellow C-chatters, and this is a hot topic. So let's this just get right into it. We're heading in y'all round table day. Got some friends joining us. Going to talk about live sales. Here we go. Hey y'all, we are here and we are ready for this great episode where we are going to discuss with our selling buddies, some of our selling buddies in the community about live sales. I love this topic because we do it and I seem to be learning new things and new platforms every single day. And I just think there's nothing better than hearing from our cohorts what they do and what works and what doesn't work. Don't you think, Libby? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is like uh, the number one topic right now. It's kind of where everything is going is with live selling, no matter what platform you're on. I was thinking probably the best way to do this is we could all go around and say like what platform we use, what our experience is, and then circle back with, you know, what's like one good thing that's really worked for us or what we're struggling with. Okay. Does that work? Sounds good. I think we should start with Stuart there. All right. All right. Hey, thanks for having me back again. And uh, always good morning, everyone. Uh, so I'm pretty new to the online sell or to the live selling game. Uh, I only do whatnot. And I've been, I think I did my first sale back in May, maybe. And it's quickly become, uh, I mean, at least a quarter of my total revenue every month uh, that quickly. Uh, and wow. um, I mean, it's really been a game changer uh, in the way I do my business. So. That is impressive. Yeah. So whatnot is where you're exclusively selling online right now. Well, no, I mean, I still sell online on other platforms. That's just the only place I, mean, I do live. I live selling. Yeah, live, live selling. My bad. Yeah. Okay. We have to be specific. Yes. <laughs> live selling online. All right. Maggie. So I am also brand new. I'm only live selling on whatnot. And I heard y'all. I wanted to jump in to just talk to the people like me who are introverted and who like pale at the idea of standing up and talking for 45 minutes in a row with no response from anyone. And let's do it because that's exactly what I thought it would be. And my first show kind of was, I, I sold nothing. I did not sell anything. Um, But Whatnot has this great feature where you can just clone any unsold item into a new show. And so that's what I did. I said, you know what? We'll we'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll try it again. And this time I was more confident. I was more fun. And I sold eight items, which was great. And then someone messaged me who had been to the show and said, would you be interested in selling everything in a bundle? So I sold the 38 items that didn't sell to this one woman. Oh, wow. And so just, if you're someone like me, give it a shot because fears are two things, right? That no one will show up or that you'll be horribly embarrassing. But guess what? If they go together, who cares? Like they wasted 45 minutes and you're talking to no one, like whatnot, you know, it has a number so you can see if anyone's watching or if anyone isn't. So if it stays at zero, you can do a weird little jig and no one's going to see it. Like it's fine. Um, so that's the biggest lesson that I'm learning is, is just 
how to be a better seller. Cause like here, this is great. Cause you guys talk and you laugh and you right. know, it's like it's, there's <laughs> one responding. It is weird to stand there for 45 minutes and just hope somebody says something in the comments. So if you're like me, it's still very, very doable. Um, and absolutely just go in and practice because if no one is watching, then, Hey, no one's watching. And if someone's watching, then guys, someone's watching, you know, so right? there's, really, there's yeah. no downside and yeah. it's, it's free, you know, like what it's, it's free. You can go make a fool of yourself for free, like karaoke <laughs> everywhere. It's fine. You know, love that. Um, I love the encouragement there yeah. because I think we can all speak on the part of how hard it is to get started. That's like the hardest step to take. And Libby and I have this theory. Well, it's not a theory. It's actually proven. We do have little things that we'll send each other on text. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm an a-hole when we put a reel out because I definitely have decided the, the crazier and goofier and stupider you feel, the more everybody loves you. <laughs> Just They love to see you make a fool of yourself. And, yeah. I, you know, you sit there and cringe, but then I'm me. And I'm pretty much a fool and I like to make a fool of myself and you get what you get. So um, anyway, but I love that encouragement, Maggie. I think that's, there are a lot of people that want to hear that. I think that was great. Tiffany, how about you? Let's hear about your selling platform and experiences. All right. Well, before 2022, I did just a few random Facebook sales here and there. I am very much an introvert. It was very hard for me. And, um, and I don't have a huge following on Facebook and I did it on Facebook. So, um, they weren't, they weren't great. I mean, you know, um, but I decided, you know, after watching Libby and Molly do so many, I decided I'm going to do this again. So ends of January, we started doing monthly sales because I really can't commit to a weekly sale. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just a lot. It's a lot of work because I have another job. Um, so we started doing monthly sales. And because I, if you know me, you know, I love holidays. I'm a big holiday person. You can see that. And so I decided to make every sale a holiday theme and I sell for that holiday. And I always dress up Mrs. Goose back there and I dress up my tree. And so I make it like, you know, a theme party. And, um, and you do your nails. And I do policy. <laughs> I, just, I, just had, I just had a Halloween um, party so, uh, sale. It's a party. So I like that. Now that we're getting into fourth quarter, I've ramped it up. So we have two in October, two in November and two in December. Um, plus I'm going to have a live front porch sale, but that's a different thing. But anyway, so I'm trying to ramp it up for fourth quarter. I'm feeling better about it. I actually, the week that we have the sale is my biggest revenue week of the month. I was going to ask you to mention that. Yeah. If you so, I mean, I'm still what you asked, you wanted to know what we're struggling, what I'm struggling with. I'm still struggling with. Well, we'll go in- back. We'll go back around. We'll okay. go back around and okay. do that. I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep that in your brain. Okay. Yeah. That, keep that in your brain. All right. Sure. So, so you, um, you just solely sell on Facebook, correct? Yes. As far as live selling goes. Yes. Okay. I signed up for whatnot, but I haven't tried anything yet. Yeah. We're in that same boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm kind of going around the lot, what my screen is. So Libby, you're next on my screen. So I'll let you do for I us. I just want to clarify something with Tiffany. So in terms of software and you sell on Facebook live, you do it manually. I do. Shopify, I- like you're cutting and pasting and okay. All right. 
Cool. Yeah. And it's totally doable. Yeah. Totally doable. Yes. Um, it's the free, yeah. the free cheap route. I'm going to do you Shopify, but to send invoices, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. As a buyer, I can say that the way you do it is very easy to get the invoice sell. And then my package arrived yesterday. So <laughs> it's an easy process for you to be doing the cheap route. I know they said whatnot's free too, but that it works well. All right, Libby. I'm going to let you speak for both of us on what we do. <laughs> all right. So, um, geez, we've done it. We've done it all with live selling. Uh, right now we are currently using comment sold. I think Maureen might be using that too, but we'll get to you. Uh, and we have some, so it's hooked through Shopify, right? And we can go live on faith in the app, in our app, in our country consignment app on Facebook and on Instagram at the same time. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's a game changer. However, we are struggling at the moment because we go live together from two separate locations and it doesn't support that. So we do, we use comments. We still use comments sold, but not to broadcast to all the places at all the times. Um, it is pretty amazing when we can do that, but we have to do it solo. Um, it's easy. Our shoppers have been really loving it. There's loyalty point and we are slowly building an audience. We go live uh, every week. We do one weekly sale because I feel like that was good for like audience retention is they know, you know, every Thursday at seven o'clock we go live on Facebook. So um, that's, that's kind of where we are right now. And I do have to say when we were on vacation, it really threw a lot of people off. We got a lot of text images of people like by their fire pit or on their couch going, I just don't even know what to do with myself this Thursday. (laughs) All right. Lori, let us know what you do for live selling. Okay. So I'm not reselling on, I'm seller, but I'm not doing it online yet. And that's why I'm here is because I want to learn. I did sign up for whatnot, but I think they forgot about me. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I haven't heard anything back. So I'm still waiting to hear on that. I think I'm going to actually reach out to them today to try to find out what the status is. But I've been listening. I've done some research. I was thinking about doing, I, I've seen a couple resellers go on TikTok and they were doing lives on TikTok. So I was considering that. And then um, the Facebook lives, I, I've had mixed reviews with that. Really, the only people who would be watching mine would be my family back east. So, you know, I'm, I, so I don't even know who I would have to follow me. I have a ton of friends, but they already know I sell stuff. So they'd be like, they just go to my eBay store. And, um, and then I'm, again, like most of you, I'm introvert, not, I'm an I'm extroverted, but I'm shy. So I don't like to like get online and I don't like to draw attention to myself. So it going on whatnot is terrifying. Sounds terrifying to me, but I've been watching other people do it. So I'm like, okay, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So I have like my background set up. I have my, you know, I have it all set up to go and it's going to be the same. I think who, who was it? Molly, you said the first one, you had nobody. That's going to be me. <laughs> that was Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie, yeah. And I think, so, and Tiffany too, I think that is fairly typical in the beginning. I mean, it took Libby, how long did it take us? And we have a, a decent following on our social media and did before we started this. 
Um, and it was an active following, but it still took us. It was six months. It was six months before it really built up. You know what you said about family, right? So a lot of people that come on are actually my extended family and they absolutely love it because they don't get to really connect otherwise. Right. So they're coming on, they're hanging out. In order to connect with me, you have to buy my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to address the pain point here is, um, kind of decide what your mission is like we decided from the beginning ours wasn't really about selling stuff it was about showing people our new inventory and building community so you know if you want to come on and just you know hang out with us for an hour come just hang out with us for an hour like you don't have to shop here's our new inventory it'll be going up in our ebay store if you're interested and um so maybe kind of change your perspective on that a little bit it might help like this is you know I'm just showing you these items if you want to purchase them you know great if not then you know thanks for hanging out with me and that builds in that builds engagement you know like if Aunt Bonnie logs on right everybody is going to see that all of Aunt Bonnie's friends and the audience kind of you know snowballs that way so even if it is family and friends I think that's I think that's cool yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have had a lot right. of from family and friends, truly mm-hmm. a lot. So Yeah, so I'm still learning and I'll get there. And I'm gonna join with you guys when you do these lives and get some advice and you know, I and like I said, I'm going on to other people's just to see what see how they do it. That is but, such a good thing to do. That really helps, I think. Molly watched so many lives. She was like, I'm not a shopper. So <laughs> Molly really and Molly really enjoyed that and, and did a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I called it. I called it research. So when my <laughs> husband was getting all these charges, I was like, but it's research. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, okay. we're we will be there to support you and get your back on that when you're ready. Definitely. I appreciate that. You guys. always throw your questions out in our community, because if you have questions along the way, we do have a lot of great people in the community with a lot of amazing advice. So mm-hmm. that's by other. All right. Last but not least, Marnie, tell us about your selling. Hi, everybody. Um, Maureen here. Uh, one of my favorite topics, because that's all I'm doing right now, because I have another job. So I just do the live sales and I do them on Facebook. And I definitely agree the once a week thing is so important, even if it's a half hour, just so that it's regular. So everybody knows, you know, this is what's happening. Um, you know, I have a couple things going on that I'd love to to um And I have to get off at 1030, unfortunately, because I have an appointment, which I really because I love this. What you ladies are doing is so priceless. Really. I'm dead serious. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So go ahead. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us what your pain points are, because then we'll start to we'll circle back around with that. What's what I'm doing right now is um, actually people have approached me to come to their store and do their live show. And the reason I'm telling you that is because now I'm, yeah, it's so fun. I started uh, two weeks ago in one place and then another place called me because I'm, I love the whole live, the whole thing. I love it. I'm, I do loyal shops. That's what I've been doing since I started. Then I switched over to comment sold. However, 
I can't stay with Comment Soul because if I go into other people's stores to inventory all their stuff would take me, as you know, what it's like to do on, on Comment Soul. So I'm I'm in that thing. But the the Facebook thing, what you touched on with family, totally a hundred percent agree because my one of my stepdaughters lives in Boston. She brought a whole group of people that I never would have known ever, ever. So, um, and I love the, I've never even heard of whatnot. So I can't wait to explore that one, but I find Facebook to be, um, it's exciting, but it's also the, the biggest struggle I have is growing the audience. So I'm trying to see if I need to hire someone to be able to do that. That's a good one. But my biggest struggle, again, is growing a larger audience. That is really, really what, I, what I'm trying to do. Okay. So when you go into other stores and you do their lives, are you doing it on their Facebook page or are you doing it on your Facebook page? I'm actually doing it on mine, which is fantastic oh, cool. yeah. because their customers <laughs> have to. Exactly. And then also what I'm doing is I'm charging them an hourly rate, which you will not believe what some people will pay for you to come in and do their show. And then I'm doing 10% of the sales. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice gig and get it. So I'm trying, you know, it's, it's, it's how to, you know, because as you both know, as everybody knows, it's a lot to ha- draw people to a new platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It it like you said. It takes a good like six six eight months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You just it's the consistency, and you get yeah. discouraged. Like there's definitely that um, period. I know that we said, all right, when we started, I was like, we are going to give it. We're going to give it six months. Like no matter what happens, if zero people show up, like we are just going to be consistent for six months, and then we're going to evaluate. But it did in that in that first six months, it did get a little discouraging. I mean, all the time now we're like so glad we stuck with it, but it it was it was a little bumpy. So maybe giving yourself like a time frame to build it, not you specifically, Maureen, but just giving yourself a time frame to be consistent and build it and not not give up. And I would say, too, think about when you're going to start it, because we started in the summer. We started right before summertime. And so that is a slow time to be putting yourself out live. People are going on vacation. They're not home. Um, You know, starting it when school starts and when it's Q4 is a good time during the holidays. People are home and they're shopping and they're, you know, kids are busy doing other things. But if you can think about stuff like that, I would keep that in mind because I think that kind of hurt us for a good bit (laughs) that we had to remind ourselves. Yeah. Time of the year. Like pulling people in, like new, new customers, new audience members. It's like, what is I guess we can go around and like say what our best piece of advice was. Like mine's definitely consistency. Don't discount family and friends because you don't know who they're friends with. And it's definitely going to snowball from there. Um, Maureen, I think you're, you're already doing that. Um, any other ideas for uh, building your audience following to these sales? Um, I just want to say that it really is personality driven. And, you know, usually I tell myself, like, why are people on this app? It's to shop. So show them the product. Mm-hmm. And it's just the opposite of that. I mean, it's not the opposite, but there's a lot more included because if you think about you know, this conversation we're having is a great example. If you want to learn about whatnot, there's a thousand articles you can read online. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you here? Because you love 
these people because you love the spin that they put on this type of conversation because you've gotten used to the way that, you know, Libby and Molly talk to you as an audience member. And that's why you're here watching it on YouTube. You know, this what 45 minute video instead of reading an article that might take you 10 minutes because this is more fun. And when I started watching on whatnot, I was surprised, but the shows that I stayed with were the shows where people were talking about themselves. You know, somebody who's just saying Navy and white striped three quarter length sleeve with a scoop. It's like, that gets so boring after a while, but the people who are telling you like, Oh my God, I found this at a thrift store and I should not say it to you. There was a giant rat. Like that engages you. So it is personality driven. And the people who are afraid of looking stupid are the people who have boring shows, but the girl who's going to be like, it was this big. Like, those are the people that you stay with. Right. So if you're nervous, go talk to your mirror, like talk to your mirror because it's the exact same thing. You're going to have to fill that silence. And, you know, also you don't have to do this. Like you don't have to sell and whatnot. If you hate it, don't sell and whatnot. There's so many other platforms popping up. You know, this is absolutely the newest thing right now. It doesn't mean you're a failure if you can't do it. It just do something else. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not. It's definitely not for everybody. It's definitely it's the way the industry is going right now. Um, but it's it's definitely not for everybody, and certainly people can be successful without live selling, for sure. For sure. I want to ask Stuart and Maggie real quick if you have any advice for Lori, who says she thinks uh, what not forgot her. <laughs> it takes at least two weeks. Oh, it's been, it's been about a month, a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. So I did it. It took, it took about two weeks to be, get the onboarding. Yeah. Stuart, how long did it take you? Do you remember? I mean, it only took me a couple of days, but I think I got, I applied like, you know, back in April and I don't think they had quite the glut of applications that they have now. So. Gotcha. All right, here's here's the question, like what not versus like you're deciding, I am a firm believer that you should master one platform first before you start, you know, trying other things, like definitely get one down with your audience before you, you know, try everything. So what not, um, this is what the word on the street, word on the reseller street is that there's a lot of other resellers that are buying things at, you know, discounts and you're selling to a lot of other resellers. Um, which is great. I love to sell to other resellers because their niche is not mine. So um, yeah, like thoughts, thoughts about that and why you decided to go live on whatnot as opposed to using Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, I mean, and, and for me personally, I mean, I had watched a few live shows on say Instagram or Facebook, but I never felt I had the following. I mean, I don't have a huge social media, media following at all. And, you know, never really have. I mean, I've got got a lot of followers on Instagram, you know, but relative to other people, I don't. Uh, So, you know, actually it was Primetime Treasure Hunter who, and, uh, you know, he had a show about whatnot. And I thought, well, I'm going to apply, you know, I've never really been that comfortable on camera, like listening to myself talk. But, you know, fortunately, every last year I had done some more, like, I mean, I've been on with y'all. I've been on with Bliss Perfectly podcast. And so that's gotten me more comfortable just with the voice part of it anyway. And, then when I did whatnot and started, you know, to speak to what Maggie said, I mean, one thing I really like about whatnot's the social aspect. 
And, you know, I was like most people when I first started and I was behind the camera trying to show stuff. And then I just made a decision, hey, I'm going to get in front of the camera. And that's really when I interact with other people. And, you know, I'm 35 to 40 shows in now, I guess. And, you know, I've definitely built up an audience of people that, you know, I consider friends now, even though I've never met them. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of the same people in my shows and other people's shows I attend. And, you know, another thing to Maggie's point, when you're first starting, even before you start selling, I mean, go to other shows and interact because those are people who can become your audience later on. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just been an incredible platform for me. Uh, you know, and I try to be consistent and have a, at least one show every week at two o'clock on Wednesdays. Um, you know, and I try to keep that time, you know, dedicated to that every week and then I may add in another show or, or two during the week but I always go on it too and I think that consistency is so important to building your audience and but you know I remember when I first started you know those first five to ten shows you know you feel like you're talking to a brick wall and you know you're not getting any engagement in the chat but you know I'm pretty good at talking I mean I guess I can just you know and I try to tell a lot of stories about what I'm selling and the big game changer, though, I think it was about five shows in when I made the decision to flip the camera on me versus just on the product. That's when I really started building my audience more. And, um, you know, and for the most part, I've continued to do that. Like I'm only selling postcards. I might start out in front of the camera then switch just because they're hard to, you know, hold up in front of your face. But, um, but yeah, it's and, and I decided on what not. I think the original question over like just doing it myself on Facebook or Instagram, primarily because not having that, um, you know, audience to me, it's kind of like the difference between selling on eBay and saying at the Shopify store. I mean, if you can get the followers, I mean, Shopify is obviously awesome because you're not paying as high fees and such, you know, same thing with whatnot, you're paying approximately, you know, 11 to 12% in fees, but you're getting that built in audience that you, you know, would not get on your own. So, uh, yeah, it's just, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, whatnot, it's been a complete, I mean, it's completely changed my selling paradigm. And, uh, you know, I'm always looking for ways to diversify, and that just gave me another, you know, I've got online selling on the traditional platforms. I've got whatnot now. I have my three antique booths, and I've started doing festivals. So, you know, if anyone doesn't do well in a month, I've still got three other outlets to sell. That's great. And I think that that connection, I love when you said when you turn the camera around, all of a sudden, you know, you, you saw more engagement. People definitely, you know, want to want to see you and want that human connection and know who they're buying from. I think that makes such a huge difference in, in so many ways. And Maureen, when we did our original roundtable on live selling, her advice, I think I'm pretty sure it was her. She said um, to smile. That was like the biggest thing was to smile like that created the most engagement because she's been doing this. She's been doing this for a long time and she is very successful at it. So, um, yeah, I just want to mention that. Oh, and Stuart, you said you don't like listening to yourself. I have a funny story. Um, Michelle, who's part of Shop Daisy Avenue, who's part, part of our community. I know she is one of your consistent shoppers on whatnot. And she's like, I just love his, I love his voice. I love shopping with him. It's just always so much fun. 
I was going to say that too. And that's why you have to turn it on your face. They want the face that goes with the awesome Tennessee accent. It's gotta, <laughs> you got to have the whole package. You got to put it all together. <laughs> yes. Somebody actually typed in that one day that my voice was like butter. So I, I said, <laughs> that's great for me though. Cause I've never had anybody tell me that before. I don't know. You, you've got some super fans out there. So yeah. that's cool. Um, can I just, yeah. Can I just speak to audience retention a little bit? Um, Because it's something I'm absolutely learning since I'm really, really new. Um, It can be very disheartening and whatnot. People can bookmark your show. So you could, you know, when you go live, they get a little message saying, hey, this person's live. And I'm brand new. I think I have like 20 followers right now. So I don't have a lot of bookmarks. And the popular shows have like 200, 250 bookmarks. So my first three shows had zero bookmarks. And I was like, is this even worth doing? Should, should I even bother if nobody's coming? And whatnot, much like Instagram, is really based on scrolling, the people who happen to log in at that moment. So my fourth show, um, I'm really excited. I have 21 people who bookmarked it. That's my biggest one yet. But I found that the amount of people who bookmark and the amount of people who show up are very, very different Um, so just don't get discouraged because you never know who's going to happen to be on their phone and be like, Hey, I've got 10 minutes on a lunch break. Let me see what's up. Because even if they're not interested in what you're selling, if they like you, that could be a new follower for you. And And if they see your face, like even on any social media, if they see your face, they're much more likely to stop. Absolutely. Stop scrolling. Yeah, absolutely. And just one final thing, and then I'll be quiet, I swear. I, I say I don't like talking, and then all I do is talk, talk, talk. No, um, you got this. You Your it. advice is, is, is perfect. But the time that you log on might be perfect for you and bad for your buyers. So if you're just starting out, I would say try different times. Because like for me, my daughter's in daycare right now. This is a perfect time for me to be selling stuff. But the times that I've tried during the day don't work for me. But I found a lot of people like to scroll in bed or scroll right after dinner. So I'm trying to move to later. And that means I have to figure out childcare with my husband. But I sell more. I get more viewers. I get more followers. And building that audience is what's going to lead to bigger sales later. So that's what I have to do. So if you're like me and you're starting out, I would say if, if you're consistently going on, you know, Tuesday at noon and it's just not working. Try a different time. That could be the absolute key. That could just be, you know, you're doing everything else right, but this one little thing, and that's what's going to crack it for you. Here, this leads me to a question about whatnot. So once you're doing the live selling, is your show shoppable after the fact, or is it only live? So once you end a show, nobody can shop at that show. But like once you create your show, you can add items to the buy it now. You can add items to the auction catalog and people were able to pre-bid on auction items. And then they're also able to buy your buy it now, now items. And I've started cross posting now, just like I do on all my other platforms to list perfectly now and using list perfectly to go to whatnot. Now, you know, it doesn't automatically do it, but I use that custom marketplace to track it. Um, and I've sold a fair number of things now. Uh, through the buy it now with shows that um, you know are, are scheduled and what I do is like if I have three shows scheduled I'll just clone all my items to the first show I've got then as soon as that's over I'll clone them to the next show I have scheduled um, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've started selling a lot of my jams and jellies actually through whatnot, even though the shipping, I think, is outrageously expensive. This uh, is good to know. <laughs> and people seem to like them. And I've started putting a little note in the box, you know, hey, if you like these, just reach out to me directly because I can do the shipping cheaper, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's I think there's some way to even set up a shop outside of shows. And I know you can sell through your stories. But I haven't explored any of that. I just used to buy it now on my scheduled shows. Okay. Yeah. So with ours, people, we keep our show, we can keep them active as long as we want um, using comment sold. We close them after 48 hours, though, is what we do. Um, okay. Well, now I'm even more terrified to do whatnot. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I the clone seven platforms. You just- you literally clone and it moves everything that didn't sell to your next show. I mean, with the pictures and everything. So that part of it is pretty nice. I have to figure because I use this perfectly also. And I have to figure out how to do the custom marketplace and add. I guess I should wait until I get invited to join first, but. <laughs> it is super easy. And I can tell you, I'm also a list perfectly user. And I have really enjoyed that. I'm just like, copying and pasting my listings and my descriptions and I'm scared of double selling. So what I've been doing with list perfectly is just marking them sold pulls it from all my other platforms. And if it doesn't sell at my show today, I'm going to relist it. So it's, I'm saving all my steps. Um, but it's, it's not hard. It really isn't. I promise you, I am not a tech person at all. Like here's the laptop I was going to use today. It didn't work. So I'm on my phone because this frightens me. Like if I can figure it out, anybody can figure it out. I promise you. And these sites make money when you sell stuff. So they want to make it easy for you. I know how scary it can be. Just dive in. Absolutely dive in. And people like Molly and Libby and me, we will help you. If you have any questions, Absolutely. hit me up. Like I said, my name's on my boobs. Sorry about that. But <laughs> if you have any questions, I will I will walk you through it. Thank um, you. And I want to I do want to just mention, put a little thing in here at um eBay Open last week. They they did premiere eBay Live, which is eBay's solution to selling on live. It has not launched. I don't even think they've really done the beta yet. So, but that is coming. So if you're an eBay lister. Um, we are very anxious for that. It's amazing. That yeah. sounds Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really, really waiting for that one. Because yeah. Of how I could get to a bigger audience, I think. It's yeah. amazing. What they're doing is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, Tiffany, you said you had a, a pain point and we were cycling back around here. I do, but you sort of talked about it already. Yeah. But mine is really just getting more people to watch. Mm. I mean, I seem to have like the sa- same, you know, six or seven people and that's it um every month and I know it's because I'm not it's only once a month and I think it's also because it's a Sunday night because I know we did a sale one sale one time during the week and we got more people um but it's hard for us because me and my assistant we both have other jobs and she works during the day so um anyway um I seem to have like the same three or four people buying every month and you know they buy multiple items so it's great but I just feel like I no matter what I do, no matter how many invites I send, how many, how much I promote it, how much I tell, ask other people to promote it, and they are, I'm just not getting like the bigger numbers. Um, so, so that's let's see, like events on Facebook, right, are great. That's what I have. Um, yeah. You know, LinkedIn is great. Um, 
you know, promoting it on Instagram. I'm trying to think of all the ways that we have um, to provide an incentive for people to log on, like a sneak peek of your items. We Mm -hmm. try to do that uh, occasionally. We do a sneak peek so people get excited about what's coming. Um, What about giveaways? Yeah. I do. I do have a giveaway. I give away at least one or two items in every sale. Mm-hmm. Are you advertising? I know you do because I won one this week. Um, are you advertising? <laughs> are you advertising that out there? Because if like if you think of our sales, like we advertise a lot, like make sure you RSVP to our event, you get an extra entry into the drawing and that gets people excited, you know, tag a friend, you get an extra entry. I mean, I say it in the text. I'm not. I, I think I need to do more like reels and fun stuff about it. And um, I'm also starting trying to build up my TikTok. So I need, I could, you know, there's that. So, yeah. Um, there's all those fun ways, I think, to yeah. plug it and to get, you know, come up with some kind of contest to ask your people to bring five friends or mm-hmm. bring three friends or whatever, you know. I mean, I'll get a lot of RSVPs, but then not all those people show up. Right, right. Yeah. And then, um, but you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm trying something, I'm going to do a Friday night show next week because I'm doing it. That's a breast cancer fundraiser. So mm-hmm. I'm reaching that out to a bunch of more people and I hoping, hoping that will be different audience. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that's a really good thing. If you can connect with whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's another reseller, you know, to, to pull people in, to pull people in. Like mm-hmm. I love, I think what Maureen is doing is like, brilliant yeah right she's putting that on her Facebook page and she's pulling in other businesses and all of their customers so if you can Mm -hmm. find a way to do outreach and make people invested Mm -hmm. in what you're doing like you are with the um, breast cancer awareness and the foundation you're supporting um, so are you advertising that like is there like a local breast cancer awareness Facebook group that Laurie's involved in that you can advertise your sale in that's um, the kind of thing I would look into too. I haven't done that yet, but I do have an event set up and um, we are, we did pick who we're giving the money to and I'm going to, I'm going to do an interview with them mm-hmm. and I'm going to air it on my breakfast at Tiffany's on that Friday morning before the show. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's one of the things I'm, that we've done as well. That's been uh, pretty successful in pulling other people in is um, to have them invest it when we do a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So uh, Maggie and Stuart, I'm kind of curious as to what your most successful thing is with building and attracting an audience uh, as far as advertising goes. I mean, I think on whatnot, probably the number one thing is just consistency going on to build that audience. But I do, I mean, there's like six or seven different whatnot related Facebook groups that I'm a member of, you know, some for resellers, some for buyers, some for both. And I always post my shows on there. They're all open to let you post. I post it on my personal Facebook page. I'll usually do something on Instagram. There's times I'll make a preview video and then, you know, I'll add that to my whatnot story. I'll upload it to TikTok. I'll upload it to a YouTube short, you know, just different. But yeah, I mean, I'm constantly advertising, um, you know, and then, like I said, just getting in other people's shows and not like directly promoting yourself, but just engaging right. with buyers. And mm-hmm. there are, there are, like I always tell people, if you've got an upcoming show, put it in the comments. You know, we're all one big happy community here. And 
I'm all for promoting other whatnot resellers. And uh, there's a lot of people like that. So, you know, don't go into it thinking you're just going to type your show in there. But there are a lot of other sellers that will invite people to do that. So, you know, and especially if you're going to shows selling the same type of stuff that you do, uh, you know, I mean, I've, it's, I've really gone from never selling much ephemera paper stuff to that's one of my biggest sellers now. I mean, I'm constantly looking to get it it's easier to ship there's a huge community of ephemera buyers and whatnot i'll still do glassware shows occasionally or you know other types of shows but uh, you know i guess finding them finding a, obviously finding a niche on whatnot or wherever you sell that you know there's a, already a built-in audience for i i that that advice right there is gold yeah, collaborating with others is definitely yeah i think that is just brilliant i think that's great um, and I'm glad that works really well on whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really neat. Very cool. And the consistency was also a big part of what you just said. Um, just knowing now, Maggie, where are you with um, consistency in your sales um, as far as scheduling lives? Are you just like testing it out right now? or? So we're going to have to fight because I go on whatnot Thursdays at seven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I'm coming for it. So I, That's yeah, self therapy time. <laughs> yeah, I I have to figure that out. Um, the the biggest thing is that I can't. I love my daughter so much, but she always wants to help, and she cannot help on whatnot. So like, because that will lead to a child services call. Because somebody will be like, she's making her kids sell. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm still experimenting for me. One thing that's really important to me is being able to ship on time. Um, because if I sell 48 items, I really want to get that out in a timely manner. So I am trying to line up when I'm going live with when I will be able to ship most functionally. Um, Cause I am not a night owl. Like I cannot stay up till two in the morning wrapping. I know myself. <laughs> I know I'll give up. I'll just stop. Um, so that's been really important for me. Um, and I also, the sales that I've been doing benefit Sanctuary Village, uh, which is a nonprofit building a tiny house community in Philadelphia for the homeless. So Don't listen to Maggie's episode if you woo! haven't. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we're, we're so close to starting construction. We have like a little more red tape to cut through and then we're going to break ground. So it's really exciting. Um, but I rely on donations. 99% of my business is donation based. So we just had a clothing drive and I'm selling it on whatnot and people who come to my show and buy, first of all, it gives me something to talk about when it's those weird, awkward moments where I'm just staring at the camera and looking into my own soul. I get to talk about this charity, you know what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's also like people feel good shopping with me because they know that their money is going to a good cause. Um, and I am also the social media coordinator for Sanctuary Village. So I get to advertise on whatnot as much as I want because no one can stop mm -hmm. me because I'm the youngest person involved. So they don't know how to use social media. Um, but that's also great. You know, that like I, I'm a part of this organization. So they're advertising whatnot for me. And it just gives me access to an audience that I probably would not have had on my own because the people who follow me on my Instagram are not the people who follow Philly Sanctuary Village on Facebook. Right. Um, for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Truth. 
So, all right. So that's a really, really good point. And I don't think we even talked about that. We sort of did, but when you have consign, if you're a consignment seller and you have consigners, you have a built-in base of customers and maybe that's an additional audience to tap. And when you're, you know, collecting donations or doing the donation drive, maybe that's a good segue into like, this is what we're doing with them. Have you ever seen whatnot? Like, have you ever seen, like, this is where your items are going. They're might be some people that would be really interested in, you know, log on to your sale or, you know, whether they're consigners, whether they're donating, look at, look at what we're doing with your items and look at all the, you know, thank you for your donations. Look what we're doing with them. You guys know, I also, I'm a big pusher for accepting donations. So if you have like a bag that you have to sell for $50, maybe your first sale on whatnot is not a good place to sell that bag, you know, but for me, most of what I get is free. So if I sell something for $20 to a reseller, who's going to sell for $150, Hey, I got 20 bucks. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't care. So for me, I, I don't have to focus so much on profitability right now. Mm-hmm. I have the freedom to sell items at a really good price while I'm growing that audience. So if you're going to join something like whatnot, and you, you have to make this bill, maybe save your items until later, until you have that following. Maybe now is the time to sell some stuff out of your own closet, to accept some of those donations, to to do it with items that you don't have to be in the black for necessarily, Mm -hmm. because it's absolutely working for me. And one great way to start if you haven't is ask people for kids clothes, because anyone who has a kid has 18 trash bags full of clothing in their closet. They cannot get rid of. Mm -hmm. I promise you this. We asked one church, could we have some kids clothes? And I have, and I'm not kidding, 53 black trash bags in my basement right now that will cause my divorce from my husband. So I'm going to have a sudden death $1 sale on whatnot very soon because I have a lot to go through. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sudden death. (laughs) We have been given a lot of stuff too. That's not on consignment. It's just given to me. Mm -hmm. A lot of clothes, bins of clothes. So I have, um, I have a lot of that too <laughs> that I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Any right. final thoughts, closing thoughts? I mean, this is, I'm walking away with so many ideas right now. Oh, here's one thing that I don't know if it works or whatnot, but we talked about this in our last uh, round table about live selling was to go on prior to the live sale, maybe like a half an hour, just remind people go live. Hey, I'm going live in half an hour. Um, well, I guess you could do that on your other social media for whatnot. Like, don't forget it's, you know, and just do a quick live, um, pop-up video saying that you'll be on. And, um, I know Maureen has had success with that and pulling yeah. people in. Cause people yeah, I tried that a couple of times, but yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, didn't stay consistent with it, but I, I think it would be great. That is what I—that is what I am. I'm definitely, you know, pushing away from this. I would think that would be great for those on whatnot to do that on your regular social media and say, "Hey, join me over on whatnot," because there's probably people that like customers that may not have ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my like. How are they marketing it? Like, we know the resellers are using it, but how are the how's it getting marketed to those that aren't in reselling? Well, that's a good way for you to help market that app out to your regular followers, you know, yeah. 
put it on your phone and get in there. And people need to hear something, what, three or four times usually before it actually registers. So people might say, I'm going live on whatnot. Maybe the fourth time they see you're going live on whatnot, they might be like, oh, what's this? This looks interesting. So mm-hmm. don't be, you know, I, you always walk that fine line of like over promoting, you know, feeling like you're over promoting, but people don't see stuff until, you know, the first, after the first couple of times you do it. So except me, if I see the four letter word sale, it registers first. Except for Molly. She's first vision. I'm in. Do you have consigners? I would say get them to advertise for you too, because they're mm-hmm. going to make money when you make money. Absolutely. So tell them to tell their friends, Hey, Tiffany does this great show. Like they don't have to know it's so Sarah can make money. Like it, it's. Right. I've really tried that and I can't, my consigners will not do that. They will not, they don't even shop with me. You need new consigners, girl. (laughs) Some of our consigners are our best customers. I know. I cannot, I mean, I, I need to get more consistent with sending them the emails, but I just, they, they've never done it in the past, but I, I just, I'm going to keep doing it. Just keep yep. try with new consigners. You know, if your old ones are a dead end, just try it with new ones. Keep yeah. going. All right. Anybody with any closing thoughts as we end this amazing chat? I just, I just want to say one more time, if you're thinking about it and you're scared and you have questions, I'm sure anybody who's in this group right now, maybe not Stuart, he seems busy and fancy, but like we will all <laughs> answer questions. Oh, that's so true. He is so oh, good yeah. of his time. I'm all about helping other people. People yeah, want kind of, It's kind of been touchstone, but I will say if you're selling on whatnot, it helps to, I mean, I'm pretty laid back and have a pretty even personality and it helps not to get too high when you do really well especially early on, because I mean, you're going to have shows where just for whatever reason, I don't know why, but you know, you'll have shows where you won't have the engagement and you won't have the sales, but you can't let those get you down either. And what I've learned with whatnot, I mean, especially when you're starting out, I mean, you don't necessarily need to give your stuff away, like starting auctions at a dollar. I mean, like I had an all dollar start auction yesterday and it ended up being one of my best auctions ever. But I mean, I tried that when I first started. And I mean, when you sell stuff for a dollar and whatnot, you're you're basically starting out. I think it's fifty nine cents, you know, a fees, you know, on that. I mean, fifty nine cents is what you're making on every dollar. So, and with their fix, like thirty cents per transaction fee. I mean, that percentage is really high on low dollar sales and whatnot. Hmm. But uh, you know what it's done for me. I mean, I sold sixty three items last yesterday on my sale. I mean, it would have taken me. Who knows how long to like a list them on eBay or my other platforms than to wait to sell those. So, you know, you're getting a little less, but you're moving so much volume. Um, and I have noticed, you know, my average sales continue to go up. I mean, there's still, you know, I could cherry pick stuff out and list it, but I don't do that. I just, I've started just selling more of it on whatnot, even though I may not get as much per item. So, you know, stay consistent. Don't get discouraged when you don't sell. I mean, it, it does take time. It took me a good three to four months before I really got my audience, you know, where I have regulars who come in and, you know, found what works for me to sell. That's the other big thing. You know, I, like I said, I've started focusing so much on ephemera and uh, there's just a really good audience for that. What What is that? It's paper stuff. So, you know, like um, yesterday I was selling a lot of photos, postcards, uh, old canceled checks old bill heads you know stuff from the 1800s early 1900s 
like cigarette cards. Um, I mean, I, I literally bought, I bought three 19 by 17 by 14 inch moving boxes that were all stacked to the guild with ephemera stuff. I mean, it had, and, and what I did and people going back to the social aspect, I'm sorry if I'm going over the time here. No, we're good. Um, you know, people, I've, I've started doing like unboxings, you know, where I'm sitting, you know, and I'll have a mix. Like I'll put, you know, I'll have 30 to 35 items in my auction catalog. I'll have 35 to 40 items in my buy it now. And then I'll, you know, people can request that I run certain lots if they want that are in my store. But I'll also sit there and these, this was truly a time I bought these three boxes. I looked in the very top of each one and said, I think this is going to be worth it to pay what they're wanting. So I had no idea what was in the boxes. So we were just going through this stuff together. And I mean, I was reading letters that people had written. <laughs> I mean, I read a story about some guy who thought he saw Hitler in 1946. And oh, wow. he was still alive. I mean, and the details on this letter were so incredible. You're thinking maybe it was true. I don't know. You know, and people are like just in the tap. This is so, you know, this is so such an incredible story. Or um, So people like that kind of unknown the same reason people watch YouTube, the people who do the store or, you know, the storage clean out unboxings on YouTube. Uh, but, you know, I, the only thing is, I'll just say, if, if you want me to run something, type it in the chat and I'll run that. And, you know, we'll, we'll bundle stuff together. And so those types of shows have worked really well uh, for me as well. You know, like kind of mystery unboxings. Uh, oh, I bet. I bet. So, all right. So I want to say if anybody is listening to this and you're not sure where to start, you're getting discouraged. You don't know what you're going to do. You're going to hop in our free private community, consignment chats community. You're going to vent. You're going to ask for advice. You're going to tell us what your pain points are and we're going to respond to you. And we're going to, we're going to help you get over the hump and, you know, start your live selling journey, maybe give you ideas on the best way to start. Um, if you're struggling with getting an audience, we can, we're in there to help. And a lot of that's already in this episode. <laughs> so yes. when you're choosing your shows and things like that, do you stick to categories or do you just do like a plethora of different things? Because I, I follow Josh and Haley um, at Harry Tornado and they do like stuffed animals or they'll do their, their um, bobblehead things. And then they'll, you know, then he'll have one just t-shirts. So it's, I, because I sell different stuff and um, my consignment people are like collectibles. They're vintage collectibles like Heron and Royal Dalton and, and things like that. So I'm terrified to put something like that on whatnot and then have it sell for five dollars i would have a heart attack but um, i have clothes and things like that kitchenware vintage stuff those my stuff i'm i'm okay if i take a loss on them but i i wouldn't even know where to start as far as picking what items i'm going to start with or do at each show so how do you guys do that so tiffany does the holiday theme we do a mix because I don't know what's coming in on consignment. So every week we have a random mix of items and people don't know what they're going to get. Yeah. Like tonight I have men's, some men's clothing, women's clothing, jewelry, and home goods all going in tonight's sale. Okay. And and I've found on whatnot. I mean, like when I first started out, I was very strictly theming the auctions. I mean, like science related stuff, ashtrays. Um, I don't remember what all I did. And I mean, that worked okay. Now, 
part of it, I think, is just I had no audience either either back then. Uh, but now I've found, I mean, I, I'll do like some Wednesdays, I'll just do like random vintage is what I call it. And I'll, I might do glassware. I might do some ephemera. I might do, you know, whatever. I've also actually gone into my antique booth with my camera and started a show. And, you know, if anybody sees anything they want me to, you know, sell, let me know. And I'll tell you what I got to start it at. And to your to answer your one question, Lori, I mean, you're under no obligation or whatnot to start auctions at any certain amount. You know, so, you know, you can start at a dollar, you can start at five dollars. I mean, you want to buy it now, right? I mean, she can sell stuff for, I mean, she'll have 150 to 200 people in her show and, you know, she can start stuff. Well, she can start stuff low and know it's going to go up. But, you know, you'll see a lot of people starting like glassware at 30, 40 dollars and it'll sell. If the right is it all in. auction or is there buy it now? There is a buy it now section as well so that you can put stuff in. And, you know, a lot of people put lightweight things in their buy it now. So people can like unlock the discounted shipping and things of that nature. But uh, I mean, really, you just, I guess, have to find what works for you. But I've done both. I've done really strictly themed. I've done completely random. And then like the ephemera paper stuff's kind of a, I mean, it's all kind of falls under this really broad umbrella of ephemera, but there's a lot of different types of things. I mean, like I sold all these art books yesterday from the 50s, the ones you used to see that had like the portfolios in them and to have 16 like lithographs. And you mm -hmm. know, I didn't think anybody buy those and like a couple of them went for over a hundred dollars. So I was like, wow. Good for you, know, you. you just never know what's going to sell. I, I gave up a long time ago in my booth online trying to predict what'll sell first because it's always what you don't expect. And I think people like the mystery of not knowing what they are going to see. I think there's a certain element that's attractive about that as well. And I'm going to give you a buyer's perspective on that since I walk that way so often. If I know that a sale is, and I'm not saying it's successful for everybody to do both, but for me personally, if I look at it and it's all um, clothing from extra small to extra large, I'm not going. That's not my size, mm -hmm. you know? So I think if you do, you exclude people when you do thematic of a certain thing you're excluding people coming in and getting to know you because they might not be into science things or but if you have things from different places clothing jewelry shoes collectibles antiques you're going to bring in a lot of people and I may come in for antiques but then all of a sudden go oh I like that hat and then you've got something you didn't even go in for when you're showing different things mm -hmm. that's just the take on it as a buyer <laughs> That is so funny because I, I feel completely the opposite and I hate you saying you, no, but for me, yes. I try to think about it like Netflix. Cause when I sit down to watch Netflix, I don't just say, I want to watch something. I know I want to watch a horror movie or a romantic comedy. So when I try to set up a show, I just think who is the woman who is going to wear this stuff? So I try to be specific in that, like, this is all for a boho woman, or this is all for a professional woman who's looking to update her clothing so that it's not, you know, you're right, like total hit or miss, like, but, you know, if I'm doing a plus size show, exactly, it's for women who are my size, who are a bigger size, you know, right. but I'm trying to do more, like, if somebody comes and for 10 seconds, they're like, oh, I like that sweater. They're going to like everything else in my show because I think much like Netflix, there's so much to watch 
that if I turn something on and the camera quality is just really bad, it's like, get next. So I try to get somebody's attention and then keep them the whole show by having every single item be something that it's like, hey, those those jeans that I showed you earlier, look how cute this sweater would look with it. Look what how great this necklace would be. Like I'm trying to sell you my whole closet. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting because I'm the complete opposite. Oh, I mean, that's great. So mm-hmm. it, but you're having variety. It's, I mean, you're talking about a necklace, jeans. So like there is variety in there. You might kind of be doing all boho, but it sounds like you're bringing in a variety of items. Yeah. You know, so that would, a variety of something would get me with that. But if you tell me all your things are, you know, something, sports cards, mm-hmm. I'm not coming. <laughs> but if right. you say antique collectibles, I'm in because I want to see what all is there. I think it depends on how specific you get. And like, I it depends I just on your ideal customer. Who, is, yeah. who are they? Yeah. Right. Who are they? Are they somebody that shops everything? Are they somebody that shops a niche? Are you a sports card person, a sneakers person? Well, it's like, Tiffany, you do the the holidays, but within that holiday theme, you have everybody's focused on Halloween, but there's clothing, there's decor, mm-hmm. there's all different things. You know, it could be that right. it's a black shirt or an orange pair of sneakers, Converse, or um, right. Right. So a Halloween I had a lot of Halloween decor in there, but I also had fall clothing, right. you know, and boots and stuff like, yeah. So I try to spread it around. So I hate to cut y'all off, but we are, we could clearly talk about this for two days straight. Oh my gosh. There's so much more. <laughs> but we are coming to the end of our time times two, twice to the end of our time. So we may just have to have another discussion on this a couple of months down the road. I think six months, I think six months, follow up, see where we are, what's working of what we said today and yep. uh, you know, what we've changed or implemented. What's where people are. Yeah. I like it. Well, I know that Libby agrees with me. We cannot thank you friends enough for coming in and sharing your thoughts and ideas and expertise and questions because as always, we walk out learning more and more and more. Um, so thank you all for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You Bye. too. Bye. 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 Whew, that was jam-packed with information, tips, tricks. Wow. So much good stuff. So, And I can't imagine that chatter is going to move into the community, into our private community page. I have a feeling there'll be a lot of, of chit chat going on over there. We have so many seasoned people that have been doing live sales. We have people that are just starting and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, yes, definitely hop into our community. Like I said, you know, let us know where you are with live selling, what your questions are. I did want to touch on a little bit of how we do it with Conchi consignment. Uh, we do use comment sold. We have been loving it. Uh, you can find all the information on it on our <laughs> on our consignment chats website. If you're watching this video, give us a thumbs up, please. I got I got to put that in there. We got to get come that on, in. thumbs up, subscribe, do that good stuff, do all that stuff. Um, yeah, so we've been using comments sold. We transitioned from loyal shops, uh, and we have the ability to go live everywhere at the same time in our app on Facebook. And on Instagram, and they're adding new things all the time. All the time. So really good. We heard a lot about whatnot. Um, we are, I am researching that and getting on there so I can better 
um, speak to it in our community, but we are definitely sticking with our other platforms as far as live selling and uh, using comments sold. So probably we'll be adding some tutorials on that as well about how, how we do that and how we promote it. So Yeah, because yeah. it's really working well for us, full show. Yeah. All right. So you just watched this episode full of amazing information. You got questions running around in your head. Head to consignmentchats.com. That is where you can get linked up to all things consignment chats and make sure you get into that private community where we are a kumbaya group of supportive resellers and consignment business owners who are supporting each other and helping each other grow. And you don't want to not be a part of that, right? Yeah, I loved how I, I just got to say, I love how Stuart of Franklin Hill Ventures mentioned that a big part of him engaging his audience is actually collaboration. Yep. Love it. He's walking what we're all about. Hashtag talk. collaboration <laughs> over competition. Woo. All, all right, right, friends, find us until next week. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of consignment chats as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us at consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, you can find us on Facebook in our Consignment Chats community. Until next time.